بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا فعما بعد فقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه واله وصحبه وسلم ان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدع وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار my dear respected brothers sisters elders If I were to try to answer the impossible question which is what is the greatest quality of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam's character and a and an evidence of his divine mission that he is a messenger of Allah sallallahu sallallahu alaihi wasallam Allah jalal jalal jalalhu I would say that it is his forgiving nature his ability to forgive anyone no matter how much that person may have tried or harmed him <clears throat> this is truly something that we need to reflect on and then examine ourselves to see where we stand what will we say to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu when we are asked why we couldn't forgive someone for hurting our ego when the one we claim to to follow forgive those who harmed him physically emotionally and materially they killed his closest friends and companions including his daughter they did their best to align to malign his blessed name and reputation they tried to kill him many times eventually they banished him from his motherland they stole his property they did their best to destroy him and his mission yet when he had the power of life and death over them He said to them what Yusuf alayhi salam said to his brothers. Qala la tathrib alaykum al-yawm yaghfiru Allahu lakum wa huwa arhamur rahimin. Which means he said no reproach on you, no blame on you this day. May Allah forgive you and he is the most merciful of those who show mercy. That is why the people of Makkah after it was conquered are called At-Tulaqa. the freed slaves of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam not only is this remarkable but what is even more so is the fact that he did not demand any compensation for himself or his companions who had been forced out of makkah and had gone to medina as refugees we call them migrants they were not migrants they were refugees they didn't migrate to medina because out of choice to do something there they were forced out 
The fact that he didn't even demand compensation shows his dignity and shows the amazing trust and respect that his Sahaba Ridwanullahi alayhi majma'in had for him. Though almost every one of them had lost everything they owned when they went to Medina, not even one protested or expressed any disagreement with Rasulullah sallallahu decision to forgive everyone. What must be appreciated is not only the nobility and magnanimity of this action, but the sheer brilliance of the master stroke, whereby in a society ridden with the spirit of vendetta and revenge, Rasulullah removed all cause for it from that day onwards. Rasulullah eliminated his enemies not by killing them, but by killing enmity itself. And as they say, the rest is history. One thing I can say with total certainty is that if Rasulullah had extracted retribution, which he was well justified to do, he would have opened the doors to resentment and plotting of evil against himself and his mission, which would have sabotaged the work of presenting Islam to the people. When people felt secure from punishment, their hearts opened to the message of Islam and the whole Arabian Peninsula accepted Islam without any wars and any bloodshed or force. It was his ability وسلم, to forgive which is the adhesive of the Ummah and that is the title of my khutbah, Forgiveness, the Binder of the Ummah. The Ummah is the brotherhood of faith that Rasulullah created in Medina which transcended every other reason for brotherhood, whether it was family ties, whether it was tribal loyalties, whether it was nationality, whether it was race or anything else. He forgave and those who experienced that forgiveness forgave and a culture of tolerance and mutual respect emerged. It is this magnanimity of spirit and big-heartedness that made Rasulullah so beloved to all those who surrounded him and changed the hearts even of those who had been his enemies to start with, like Khalid bin Walid anhu, and Abu Sufyan anhu, and others. These people became his greatest supporters. Before I go further, let me ask you the real operative question. And that question is, if you agree with what I have said about Rasulullah who are you willing to forgive right now? Who in your life are you willing to forgive right now? That is the real question. I call the magnanimity and forgiveness of Rasulullah's character a sign of his prophethood because it reflects the attribute of the one Jalla Jalaluhu who sent him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comforted sinners those who rebel against him, those who disobey him deliberately. And he said, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَصْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Say, O ibadi, O my slaves, who have transgressed against themselves by committing, by committing sins, do not despair of the mercy of Allah. Verily, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives all sins. Truly, 
he is oft forgiving most merciful my brothers and sisters we know that it is human nature to distance you, to distance yourself from those who disobey and rebel against you and offend you it is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attribute to draw them close to promise forgiveness and his mercy when khalid bin walid radhiyallahu anhu and amr bin al-as radhiyallahu anhu came to medina to accept islam rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam welcomed them and he put his own shawl mishla on the ground for khalid bin walid to sit on radhiyallahu anhu and then when they had accepted islam he made khalid bin walid radhiyallahu anhu the commander in chief of the army and gave him the title of saifullah the sword of allah when wahshi bin harb radhiyallahu anhu came to accept islam rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam accepted his bay his oath of allegiance and his islam and he only said to him when you come into my majlis sit to the side so that i don't see you because when i look at you my grief for my uncle hamza's death is renewed the question i want to leave with myself and you is to ask how we who claim to be the followers of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam should behave when someone offends or wrongs us to behave like rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam we must break free of the slavery of our egos and emulate muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam knowing that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those who obey and emulate rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in islam while justice is primary and supreme the law the sharia recommends forgiveness over and above justice islamic criminal law is the only law in the world which permits the aggrieved to forgive the transgressor without any compensation this is unique to the law of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who said wa jazaa'u sayyi'atin sayyi'atun mithluha faman 'afa wa aslaha fa ajruhu 'ala allah innahu la yuhibbu zhalimin allah said the recompense the reward the return for an evil is an evil like itself like thereof but whoever forgives and makes reconciliation his reward is due from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he jalla jalaluhu does not like the zalimun oppressors and he said in another place walaman sabara wa ghafara inna dhalika lamin azmil umur he said which means and verily whoever shows patience and forgives that would truly be from the things recommended by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala my brothers and sisters i remind myself of the beautiful hadith narrated by abdullah ibn mas'ud radhiyallahu who reported that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said verily i know who will be the last to come out of jahannam and the last to enter jannah so by this we are not talking about somebody who is a among the salihin among the people who were the good people and who worshiped allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so on and so on and so on right if that was the case and we ask allah to keep us among them we would never have entered jahannam at all in the first place here the person was in jahannam and remained in jahannam for as long as allah subhanahu wa ta'ala willed and then he is the last one to come out nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said he is a man who will come out of jahannam crawling and allah will say to him jalla jalaluhu go and enter jannah the man will go but he will imagine that it is full so he will return and say ya rab i found it full 
and Allah will say go and enter Jannah and you will have in that as much as the whole world and 10 times more. This is the last person who comes out of Jahannam. Nabi Sallallahu said, the man will say, he's, he can't believe him. He cannot believe what Allah is telling him. So Rasulullah Sallallahu said, the man will say, Ya Rab, you are the king. You are Rabbul Alameen. You are making fun of me. You are mocking me. Yeah. And this is in Bukhari and Muslim. This is Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala's generosity for the last one to come out of Jahannam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his jannah without his time, inshallah. Narrated Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu, Rasulullah said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, I am just as my slave thinks I am. Ana inda zanni, I am for my slave, abdi bi. Ana inda zanni, abdi bi. Allah said, I am just as my slave thinks I am. And I will do for him what I think, what I, what he says I can do for him. Whatever he thinks I can do for him, I will do for him. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us because he is the one who forgives us. And Allah said, I am with him if he remembers me. And if he remembers me within himself, then I remember him within myself. And if he remembers me in a group of people, I remember him in a group that is better than his group. And if he comes one span, which is this kind of, you know, between the, the thumb and the uh, little finger of the hand. If he comes one span nearer to me, I go one cubit nearer to him. And if he comes one cubit nearer to him, I go a distance of two outstretched arms closer to him. And if he comes to me walking, I go to him running. And this is in Bukhari. See the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu, who loves to forgive. And that is why Rasulullah taught this beautiful dua which all of us know. To our mother Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu anha, Allahumma innaka ahfubun tuhibbu lafu fa'afu anna. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allahumma innaka ahfubun tuhibbu lafu fa'afu anna. My brothers and sisters, see the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who loves to forgive. All we need to do is to stop being arrogant and stop defying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and repent and turn to him. أقول قولي هذا استغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا قال تعالى إن الله وملائكته يسلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد عبد الله بن عباس رضي الله عنهما said in a hadith which is in Abu Dawood رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم said if anyone constantly seeks pardon from Allah if someone continuously makes istighfar 
اللہ سبحانہ و تعالیٰ ول کریٹ اے وے فار ہم آؤٹ آف ایوری ڈسٹریس اینڈ اے ریلیف فرام ایوری اینگزائٹی اینڈ ول پرووائڈ سسٹیننس فار ہم فرام ویئر ہی ڈز ناٹ ایکسپیکٹ شداد بن اوس رضی اللہ عنہ سیڈ دا رسول صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ڈاٹ اس دا بیسٹ دعا فار سیکنگ فرگیونس وچ وی نو ایز سعید الاستغفار This is one of the du'as that we should learn. Rasulullah said, the one who recites this du'a three times in the morning, if he or she dies before the evening, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him jannah. And if somebody recites this du'a three times before going to bed, if the person dies before he wakes up, Allah will give him jannah. And this du'a is, Allahumma anta rabbi la ilaha illa anta. خلقتني وانا عبدك وانا على عهدك ووعدك ما استطعت اعوذ بك من شر ما صنعت ابو لك بنعمتك علي وابو بذنبي فاغفر لي فانه لا يغفر الذنوب الا انت it means oh allah <coughs> you are my rabb there is no one worthy of worship except you you created me and i am your slave and i hold to your covenant as far as i can I seek refuge in you from the evil of what I have done. I acknowledge the favors that you have bestowed upon me and I confess my sins. Pardon me for none but you has the power to pardon. And what I mentioned to you about reading this dua and therefore Allah giving us Jannah, this whole hadith is in Bukhari. Anas bin Malik radiallahu said, I heard Rasulullah sallallahu saying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Ya Bani Adam O son of Adam I will go on forgiving you so long as you worship me alone without partners and so long as you aspire and beg for my forgiveness whatever may be your sins O son of Adam I do not care even if your sins pile up to the sky and if you beg pardon of me I will forgive you. O son of Adam, if you come to me with an earth full of sins and meet me not associating anything with me in worship, I will certainly grant you as much pardon as will fill the earth. And this is in At-Tirmidhi. Finally, a hadith in Abu Dawud where Rasulullah said, I guarantee a house in Jannah for the one who gives up arguing even if he is right. I guarantee a house in Jannah for the one who gives up arguing even if he is right. And I guarantee a house in the middle of Jannah for one who abandons lying even as a joke. And I guarantee a house in the highest part of Jannah for the one who has good manners. And this is in Sunan Abi Dawud. However, my brothers and sisters, there are some things that prevent us from going to Jannah. It is essential to get rid of these things if we have them in our lives. Bearing grudges is one of the worst of them. Feeling some ill feeling about a brother or a sister. To carry a grudge is like carrying a live burning coal in your hand. It only burns you. Abu Huraira said, Rasulullah said, It is not lawful. Listen carefully. Rasulullah said, it is not lawful, it is not halal, it is not permissible 
for a Muslim to forsake his Muslim brother. And brother here means brother and sister. Beyond three days. And whoever does so for more than three days and dies will certainly enter Jahannam. And this is in Surah Nabi Dawood. So let us clean our hearts. Grudges are garbage. Discard them now. Forgive people. As I mentioned, a grudge is like a live coal. Burns only you. The one you are holding the grudge against doesn't care. You only harm yourself. That makes no sense at all. Especially when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised forgiveness to the one who forgives. And discards the grudge. People sometimes say, oh but you see he did that. That is the reason you need to forget. And forgive. If he didn't do it, what was there to forgive? Allah, uh, Abdullah ibn Amr radiallahu anhuma reported that Rasulullah said, The merciful will be shown mercy by the most merciful. Rahimin. Be merciful to those on the earth and the one in the heavens will have mercy upon you. And this is in Tirmidhi. In Muslim Imam Ahmad, Rasulullah is reported to have said, Be merciful to others, you will receive mercy. Forgive others and Allah will forgive you. And finally, Rasulullah took an oath and he said, and this is narrated by Abdurrahman ibn Awf anhu. He said, Sallallahu Alaihi there are three things concerning which by the one in whose hand is the soul of Muhammad Sallallahu I would certainly swear an oath. What are the three things? One, wealth does not decrease because of charity. So give charity. Two, no man or woman pardons another for some mistreatment, seeking thereby the pleasure of Allah, but Allah will increase him in honor and status because of that. You forgive somebody, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases your status and honor. And the third one, no one asks from people, but Allah will increase his poverty. I remind myself and you that there is perhaps... None of us who has more, who has been more wronged and harmed and oppressed than Rasulullah by his own family and by his tribe and by his people. Yet he forgave them all. So what is our excuse for bearing grudges and refusing to forgive others? Don't we want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us? Then what are we waiting for? The time to do any good deed is right now. So therefore, I ask you, in your hearts, think of whoever you dislike, whoever you think wronged you, whoever you have a grudge against, and forgive them. Do that right now as you sit before we start our salah, inshallah. Whatever they may have done, or whatever they may do, let us do our part. And forgive them for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, from whom we beg forgiveness. ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار اللهم اهدنا فيمن هديت وعافنا فيمن عافيت وتولنا فيمن توليت وبارك لنا فيما اعطيت وقنا واسرفنا شر ما خذيت فانك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك فانه لا يضل من واليت ولا يعز من عاديت تبارك ربنا وتعاليت استغفرك اللهم ونتوب اليك we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive 
all those who passed away, all the, our elders and others. One of those who passed away today on the 3rd of June 2016 was Muhammad Ali Rahmatullahi, the man who has been called the greatest sportsman on earth and the man who really showed in the modern world and in our lives what living Islam means. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to fill his qabr with nur and to make his and to increase his darajat in Jannah. We ask Allah to be pleased with him and never to be displeased. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cure all those who are sick. One of our musallis from this masjid, our brother Ajmal, he is in hospital in, uh, on dialysis. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cure him completely and totally and grant him shifa kamila wa ajla. And to take away his pain, to take away his illness and to bring him back home with his kidneys functioning perfectly inshallah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the complete and total belief and our yaqeen that there is nothing that is not in the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give. Rabbana faqfir lana dhunubana wa kaffir lana sayyatina wa tawafana ma'ala barar amin ya rabbal alameen. Ja'ibadallah rahimakumullah innallaha ya'muru biladli wal ihsan wa itayizil qurba wa yanhani al-fahshay wal munkari wal baghi ya'izukum la'allakum tadhakkaroon udhkurullaha yathkurukum udhu yasajib lakum wala dhikrullaha yakbar wallahu ya'lum ma'a tasna'oon. Akhi